am I when I strip away all that the world uses to define me? Who has God made me to be? What happens when we change our perspective from seeing ourselves through the world's eyes to seeing our true selves through God's eyes? For we were buried with him in baptism into death, in order that just as Christ was raised from the dead by the glory of the Father, that we may walk into newness of life. This is Lucy Logan from the Harbour Church Falmouth. Join us as we share stories of new life and new perspective from those who have been set free to be their true selves in Christ. Lord, I am yours and this is me. Hello Keely, and welcome to This Is Me, Harbour Church's very own podcast. We are super happy to have you with us. Hello. Hello Keely. So I met you when I moved back to Falmouth in 2016 and we've been friends ever since and we even lived together for a bit. So I am really excited to talk to you today and share a bit of your story because I know that you have so much wisdom and so many beautiful reflections that you can gift to other people. So um, let's start with a really easy question. Um, when did you first come to Harbour Church and what was going in your, on in your life um, back then? Okay, so uh, I came to Harbour probably about six years ago and it was a bit of a roundabout way. So I was living with Ian Guyver at the time and the house that we lived in was often kind of like visited by what felt like half of Harbour on a Sunday afternoon. <laughs> so. Um, They'd kind of all pile into the living room and at the time I was very much a self-confessed anti-Christian I would say. Like I had quite a broken spirit at the time because I'd been hurt by a church before. So, Okay wow so that was a bit of a shock having all these Christians come into your living room <laughs> every week. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so for you um you were in kind of a vulnerable position, but you were telling me how actually, despite that place you were in where you, like you, what you said, you were kind of anti-Christian, God still provided for you at that time, even when you didn't feel that you either wanted to connect to him or felt connected to him. Yeah, um, he had to be like really gentle with me, like from the journey from then to where I am now. Um and it's very obvious that every step of the way, he's kind of placed the right people that need to be in my life kind of there. And I definitely didn't see that at the time. Um, and these people have kind of been people that could support me for a lot of stuff, for want of a better description, <laughs> and have really encouraged me to kind of challenge a lot of like wrong thinking, like faulty thinking about who I was. I think so many of us, we don't realise until we look back how much God's hand was on different things in our life. Because yeah. at the time, we can just be so clueless to what's going on. Um, that's awesome. So um, God placed these people around you who helped you kind of explore your perception of yourself, but at your own pace. And yeah. you said to me how that you still struggle to answer that big question, who am I? Because um, you're still on that journey. And I guess it's kind of a silly question for me to ask people to respond to on this podcast, because it's, it's a huge question. And I don't think that many of us really know the answer to that. It's, it's all a journey. And um, until we see God face to face, and I don't think we'll ever really know um, fully. But um, it's all part of the journey, which is really cool. So it was actually in thinking about these kind of ideas, wasn't it, that you 
kind of it kind of set you in motion to think about your own story and what that meant yeah um I've kind of always really struggled to talk about my history but it was actually after a conversation with you that I kind of went away and realized that it's really important to be kind of open and and like have these open and judgment-free conversations about the kind of thing that I've experienced and so often people feel trapped like they can't talk about what might be going on in their head but actually that's something that Harbour does so well as a church because like everybody's very together and like we don't really shy away from the difficult conversations (laughs) so yeah so after I went away from our last conversation I kind of asked myself like how am I using my experiences to support others and what was I kind of releasing into like the world and like what was my daily offering and you know how am I being the light that I'm called to be to others for others yeah yeah that's really cool that you came away thinking that because um it kind of reminds me in um, 2 Corinthians chapter 1, it's in verse 4, when Paul Paul praises God for being the father of compassion and he says how God teaches us to comfort those in any trouble with the comfort that we ourselves receive from God. And um, it's such a powerful idea that nothing's wasted in our stories, nothing's wasted in our suffering or challenges. And um, sometimes we don't realize or we might think, oh, I don't have anything to offer the world or um how can I help people around me? But actually our own stories are so powerful in helping other people because just for people to know that they've been through something similar, it just stops people from feeling alone and um, just helps people to kind of be more confident in sharing their own story, which is is really cool. So yeah, um, kind of helps us to become empathetic and help others and um as you said be a light for other people so so let's try and talk a little bit about your story Keely if we rewind a bit in time um so obviously you said before that you were you felt that you were a bit vulnerable and a bit broken when you came um first came to harbour um would you say that there's been like significant moments in your life that have shaped that initial perception that you did have of yourself um, when you first started coming to Harbour? Um, yeah, very much so. Um, so uh, I, I experienced a sexual assault at the age of 19 and everything that I had understood about God at the time like who God was to me and who I was kind of imploded um and I I like yeah I like my whole life just seemed to fall apart and I didn't really know like 19 is quite young I didn't really know how to handle any of that and Mm. Um, yeah. <laughs> oh, I need like a second, Keely, because I just feel really proud of you for saying that out loud. Sorry. <laughs> That's like proper made me really emotional. Um, wow. That's, that's an insane thing to experience. Um, I can't even imagine experiencing that. So, um, what would you say 
through that experience you because um what did that leave you feeling like what was the feeling that you were left with that was was the deepest feeling for you if you don't mind answering that question um a lot of shame like for a really long time I kind of lived under this massive shadow of of shame and just felt like in my head I couldn't reconcile what had happened with with my god like it it was like he just hadn't been present in any of it so and obviously now I'm like I can looking back I can see that he was there 100% but yeah yeah it just wasn't the case at the time Mm. I guess there's so many it's so interesting the idea of shame especially with experiences like you had because um shame you'd normally you'd you'd think that you'd feel shame if you you'd done something wrong or you'd done something that you were say embarrassed about or that you'd said the wrong thing or that you you know but actually this was something that happened to you and and yet you still felt shame for it. It's it's really interesting how um, the emotions that we feel from things like that can be so powerful. Yeah. And that, I guess, just weighed you down. And is it just the, I guess, the topic of um, the idea of sexual assault is just such a, I guess it's still even now such a taboo subject that people don't want to say things like that out loud is that do you think that's where the shame came from that you couldn't you felt you couldn't talk about it yeah I feel like it's kind of even talking to you before this I kind of said you know do I bring it up like is it okay (laughs) to talk about this in the podcast like I don't know whether it's like a bit of a taboo subject like we we kind of for quite a few messages between us before we kind of decided to record this so yeah even now it still feels a bit like I don't know if I should be like telling this story or (laughs) but I think that's what I was saying at the beginning about there's a need to have like these really open conversations because it 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 provides freedom then for other people Mm. um which for a long time I haven't had that and I wish somebody had had been there then Mm. yeah and been that person so that I could have been like I can talk about this with people like that's 100% okay to do yeah because even though I mean it was it is a hugely horrible experience and like I mean I can't even the words I use can't even just can't even fully describe how horrible that situation was but like the fact that you if if people are experiencing things that they feel they can't talk about things like that can become so heavy and so like deep within us that it just mm. really weighs us down and it beca- and the longer you leave things like that the worse and the more difficult it becomes you know there's probably lots of different experiences that people have had that they just feel they can't talk about and it becomes so much worse and you really become um trapped and in enslaved really by those experiences yeah. because just the thought of having to talk about them is too much yeah and I think with shame particularly I think we kind of expect it to be reflected back at us so when we are open with other people we're kind of almost looking for it in the way that people 
like maybe don't make eye contact or mm. just seem uncomfortable with what we're telling them and so it almost silences you more but actually it's so important to break that down maybe yeah definitely I think the more that people are open especially in the church I think we want to be a place we want to be a people that are um brave and that are bold and that say you know this is an injustice or no this isn't God doesn't want us to be um in shackles God doesn't want us to be ashamed or uh hurt or in pain actually he wants freedom for us and and the more of us in in the church that step out and say and are open about things and about the extreme pain that we've experienced um it just creates a culture of openness and and you know there's nowhere to hide from that. Like God's light can just be fully there. Um, there's no shadows. There's no hiding place mm. for any kind of horrible feelings and emotions, you know, which is really cool, really amazing. And um, I was, when I was kind of thinking about your story, um, I found um, in Psalm 3 this really cool bit where David says that the Lord is the lifter of our heads. Um and I think like so many of us carry things that make us feel that we have to look down. We have to bow our heads like like shame for you that we can't even lift our heads. But but God can lift us and he he doesn't want us to be in distress looking down. He just wants us to lift our heads high. And mm. yeah, so your journey since that experience um, has been a long one, but an amazing journey. And, um, you were sharing with me how, um, God's kind of given you this picture and a few other people have affirmed this picture for you, um, which beautifully describes how God's helping you to see yourself in a new way. Yeah. So for a very long time, I kind of lived under this huge kind of shadow of shame and initially God showed me an image of me removing this thick, heavy, kind of dark cloak and giving it up to him mm. to be replaced by a lighter cloak mm. um and it is an image that a few people she said have, have shared with me before but um I kind of really struggled to like do that um mostly because I'm incredibly stubborn but like <laughs> um, I think yeah I think God like recognized that in me and partnered with me. Mm. And so like now when he's kind of showing me this image, he reminds me of that partnership and he gives me the same image, but the cloak is a patchwork of sections that we've worked on together, kind of like new silver patches that have been worked into mm. the cloak as I've replaced a lie with a truth or wow. won a small battle over something that's going on um yeah. so yes yeah, so it's it's taken me a long time to reconcile like what happened with the mm. idea that God kind of brings goodness from every broken and twisted thing yeah that's amazing I love that picture so much just the little shimmery patches of silver um on the cloak yeah I love how gentle God can be with us and especially when we need him to be that way you know he knows us intimately and knows how to respond to every situation sometimes he's straight with us and sometimes 
Um, he's really gentle. And I love what you said about partnering as well, that, you know, it's, it's a partnership, it's a relationship, you're doing it together, you're not alone in your journey of, he's, he doesn't ask you to, you know, set life goals and work towards them. He's like, literally there holding your hand and you're doing it together which is so cool and um I guess for you Keely that's like something you've learned that God's always there um even when you felt completely abandoned by him because of this experience you've had Mm, yeah it took me a long time to see that I think like for such a long time I felt like there was something wrong with me and like I felt very hurt by God and that quite abandoned because I lived with so many lies about who I was and all of them were kind of rooted in shame Mm. and shame is such an impossible thing to conquer when you're trying to do it on your own and I kind of wasn't letting God in all the time yeah um but the truth of it is is that God is always there like he weeps with us and I'd reflected all those lies that I'd kind of told myself back onto him if I felt that way about myself then that was how God had to feel because I couldn't separate the two Mm. and so yeah over the years I've just kind of been breaking them down and replacing them with truth love it and so you kind of gain this new perspective where you've seen how God sees you and not how you um you know, as you said, with these lies, it's not how you've seen yourself through these lies. How have you managed to do that? How have you, as you said, you were kind of in that place where you just couldn't imagine seeing yourself in any other way. How have you managed to move from that place to a place where you can recognize those thoughts and say, no, that one is a lie? Yeah, recognizing was like really hard and like was definitely the first step because I lived with them for so long there were times when they were just like relentless and Mm. I just couldn't separate them um but it definitely helped when I realized that my feelings and the way that I saw myself had no kind of direct correlation or relationship with how God saw me like God was steadfast in this and he was just like that's not how I see (laughs) you yeah you can kind of see what he thinks and actually that is like firm there's that's not going to change whereas our emotions can kind of change from day to day can't they yeah exactly so was for you was it was it like a moment of realization where um you saw all these lies and you kind of or, or was it kind of like a slow steady realigning um to this new perspective uh, it definitely wasn't like an instant moment, like it's taken years. <laughs> <laughs> but there have, there have been like big jumps and like kind of steps forward and then a couple of steps back. And Yeah. But I think a huge moment for me was, was realizing that their lies didn't have to define me and they didn't define me like God did. Um, mm. I didn't have to like own the lies. So... I started to replace the words like my flaws or my issue with like more positive language. And I removed the idea of this possession over me Mm. Um, because it's really amazing. Like the way we use words, like the power our words can have on the lies of the enemy. Like we just don't often pay attention to that. Um, So I kind of had to like recognize that it's okay to feel like anxious or to feel afraid or sadness, Mm. like I could kind of do it at my own pace 
but I, whenever those thoughts kind of came in, I'd be like, you're allowed to feel this, but it, yeah. you don't have to own it. Like it's not, it's not who you are. It's just what you're feeling in this moment. Mm. Um, and just kind of be like, be afraid of it and then let it go and do whatever it is anyway. Like trust that person, speak yeah. up about whatever it is or speak out and tell your story, open up. Like I just never imagined I'd be doing this on a podcast. Yes, you legend. <laughs> um, yeah, so true. I love all of that. I think I think I, I often some find myself going, Oh, I'm I'm suffering with my anxiety or my anxiety's this and it's actually like, hang on, no, I'm just feeling anxious at the moment. It's not my anxiety. It's just a period of anxiety and it'll pass or um, mm-hmm. it's so cool when you can look at it in that from that perspective and say, actually, no, I'm not going to own this. And as you said, like, if you really, if we really hold on to the truth of what God says, then we can do things even if our emotions feel the complete opposite, you know? Yeah. Yeah. It's, it is a really empowering thing to realize that as humans, we have these emotions, but God is so much bigger than how we feel. And our feelings don't actually affect his truth and who he says we are. Yeah. I think so often we kind of feel guilty mm. and think we're not allowed to feel like the negative feelings. Like if we feel them, then we kind of disqualify ourselves from being worthy of grace in the eyes of the yeah. Father. But the truth is we're still his masterpiece like we aren't we're not bad for feeling these things like mm. yeah we have to like lay them at his feet like the good the bad the ugly like just lay it all down and take it to the cross like and it, mm. it's not easy by any stretch of the imagination but it's tricky sometimes <laughs> no no so true so true I think it's I think it can be sometimes difficult in the church to um because we really want to just take hold of that that joy and we want to be you know content with what we have and even in suffering be thankful but that's you know scripture but living it out is is a whole a whole lot harder than that sometimes isn't it and um it is like a daily practice you know like it says in Luke 9:23 if anyone would come after me let him deny himself and take up his cross daily and follow me so it is really a daily practice and yeah. through that daily practice we can experience um the freedom from Jesus but um yeah would you say that you are now experiencing more freedom in your life since kind of recognizing these lies and seeing yourself in a different way yeah 100 percent. I mean like my understanding now of of everything is so very different like his grace is just overflowing and mm. you know when he kind of nailed my sins to the cross like he knew how often I'd I'd run straight back to them um mm. <laughs> but I know now that they're never going to have a grasp on me because I am set free like Mm. I just have to walk as a free woman like he's not ashamed of me he's not disappointed in me he didn't expect better like he's kind and compassionate and he's with me and for me and and that's true for us all yes like if we just reach out for it yeah love everything you're saying it's so powerful um so in grasping hold of that truth um that we're 
we're free, that God's not ashamed of us, that God loves us, he's never disappointed. Um, grasping hold of that truth um, enables us to love ourselves and it enables us to love others as God loves us. And um, I guess we just really need to learn to listen to his voice. That is the most important thing. Um, and I guess that's what you've learned through this whole journey, that just listening to listening to God. Yeah, like 100%, like anything else that we're being told right now is not the voice of the Father. And we have to work to shut it down and replace it with like the truth of how God sees us. Like Jesus died for us long before any of our greatest accomplishments or our bleakest failures. Um, His love is not dependent on, on what I do or who the world defines me to be, but on who he is and how he sees me. And, you know, how I feel about myself is not how he feels about me. And I think ultimately, like, God doesn't seek my perfection, but my surrender. Mm, Yeah, amazing. So true. So true. He just wants us to be ourselves and to just surrender to his love. Like, let us just be loved by him and, and see ourselves through his eyes and not put pressure on ourselves to be who the world is boxing us in to be really. Um, which is so cool. Um, Keely, honestly, this has been so amazing. I just like everything you've shared has been so powerful and beautifully poetic. And, um, I just want to say thank you for being really brave and sharing that story because it was a big, I know, I know it was a big thing for you. And, um, so I just want to say thank you for that. Thank you for having me. It has been an absolute pleasure. And um, so many people are going to be blessed by what you had to share, because that's what it says in scripture, that our suffering is not wasted. People will gain from your experience. That is is the truth of it. So thank you so much. And um, God bless you. See you soon. Thank you. God bless you too.